You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. E-S-N-Y. <laughs> What up? What's going on? Episode 9 of the Wide Right Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Honey, of the Elite Sports Radio Network on EliteSportsNewYork.com. Sixth straight loss for the New York football giants. It's become a routine at this point. They lose. I rant. They lose. When's the last time they won a game? When was the Redskins game? September 29th, I believe. So that's six weeks. So I'm recording this on Tuesday morning. So, it's been 44 days since their last victory, if my math is correct. Yeah, 44 days since this team last won a, last won a game, which is embarrassing. I mean, I can't even say it with, like, a straight face. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. Like, it's, it's unbelievable. Six straight losses. They're on a roll. They won two straight looking like, oh, Daniel Jones is going to be the savior. Um, and he's played well. Don't get me wrong. He's played well. He's got a turnover issue, but he has played well. But, I mean, this team and this coaching staff, they're in trouble, man. They are in trouble. So we'll get to this most uh, recent loss against the Jets. Um, we're going to get into some news before that. This is going to be an abbreviated podcast episode because we're not going to – They're heading. so the Giants are heading into their bye week, so we're not going to recap – their week 12 game against the Chicago Bears until next week's podcast. So this podcast episode is just going to be the news segment as well as the recap of the Jets game. And then next week's podcast episode is also going to be abbreviated because we won't have a game to recap. We're already recapping the Jets game uh, in this week's episode. So this episode, the next episode is going to be a little bit of a little bit of an abbreviation. Uh, and then after that, we'll get back into our regular schedule. So I want to touch on some news, uh, a little bit of a roster shakeup for the Giants. Uh, on Monday and Tuesday of this week, they made some moves. Evan Brown, offensive lineman, was waived. Corn Elder, defensive back, was signed off of the Giants practice squad by the Panthers, who originally drafted him in 2017. Um, tight end Scott Simonson has officially been re-signed to the 53-man roster which is good because he's a good blocking tight end. Uh, he could definitely help the Giants out in those regards. Um, he's definitely a better blocking tight end than Evan Engram and Rhett Allison are. Um, so that'll be beneficial for this offense. Uh, the Giants have also signed tight end Garrett Dickerson, wide receiver Alex Bachman, and long snapper Colin Holba to the practice squad while releasing wideout Reggie White Jr. and defensive end Freedom I can relate on uh, from the practice squad. Uh, we have no updates thus far on Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram and their injuries. Uh, 
You know, Sterling Shepard, it could be, they could shut him down for the rest of the year. I mean, if the concussion isn't getting any better, if the head, if the symptoms aren't, you know, clearing up at all, they could shut him down for the rest of the year. And Engram, I feel Engram should be fine. He has to buy a week to rest. He has two more weeks until he actually has to play a game if he's going to play against the Bears. So uh, I think he'll be, I think he'll be fine. But you never know with injuries. You never know. You can never be too careful with stuff like this. All right, let's get into the Jets game. Uh, Giants lost 34-27. to uh, As far as, it's not even like they, the Giants were the better team. They made some mistakes. They lost. They weren't the better team. This team lost to Miami, who didn't win a single game up to, game up to that point. This team has a young quarterback who's regressing, it seems, who can't help them win games, which is what basically what they drafted him for. And the Giants came out and were not the better team against this Jets team. Giants lost the first down battle, 18-15. They lost the rushing yard battle, 76-23. The total yard battle, they lost 294-281. And they lost the sack battle. Six, the Jets had six sacks for 50 yards. The Giants had two sacks for 12. And that's what I want to get into first, okay? Because I want to... Talk about this coaching staff and the issues within this coaching staff this year. How do you have, let's start with James Betcher, the defensive coordinator. I don't understand how you have two sacks against this offensive line, who's 31st in the league with 39 allowed sacks. The Eagles had 10 sacks against them. And the Eagles are tied with the Giants for 24 sacks in, in this season so far. I mean, the Eagles have had one last game, but that's not the point. The point is that even the Eagles don't have the greatest pass rush, and they still had 10 sacks against this Jets team. Still the same offensive line. I know they were playing against Luke Falk when they were playing against the Jets, but it's still the same offensive line. They still were able to get to the quarterback. The Giants weren't. You have the issues with the pass rush, and they're consistently... It seems like there's only one... Consistent pass rusher, Marcus Golden. That's it. There's one consistent pass rusher who can get to the quarterback. That's it. You have that. You have paired for it's. I don't think this. There's no way this secondary and the guys we have, the guys the Giants have in the secondary are that horrific to where someone is wide open every play, it's got to be better schemes. There's something wrong with his second, with his coverage schemes and how everyone is lined up. There's someone wide open on every play. There's no way the coverage is that bad on every play. It's got to be something with the schemes. Darnold, who I said has regressed this year, 19 of 30, Sam Darnold, 19 of 30, 230 yards, a touchdown, no interceptions, 97.9 QB rating. You got to force this guy to make mistakes. Whether you're the pass rush or the secondary. If you're the pass rush, you force him to make mistakes. In the secondary, you clean up. And that's not working out in either department. And it's got to be, it has to do with James Betcher's schemes. His defense does not work, at least for this group of guys, at least for this group of players. It's not working. It hasn't worked all year, and it's continuing to not work. It's continuing to fail. 
A switch has to be made. Something's got to be done. This defense, there's no way this defense should be letting the Jets score 34 points. Well, 27 points when you consider Jamal Adams strip um, strip sack fumble return for a touchdown. So 27 points. But even then, this defense should not be allowing this Jets offense, led by a quarterback who's regressing, and an offensive head coach who the fans already want out, to score 20, you can't allow them to score 27 points on you. James Betcher has to go. He should go right away. I think the Giants will give them the respect to finish out the year. Because don't forget, that's something the Giants have done with coaches in the past that should have been gone by midseason. But when this season's over, Betcher's got to go. He has to go. Transitioning into the offensive play, Daniel Jones had a nice game, 26-40, 308 yards, four touchdowns. Um, But again, he was stripped by Jamal Adams, who returned it for a touchdown. You can't keep giving – you can't keep turning the ball over every game, man. And that's a coachable aspect that obviously isn't being coached enough or coached well. So shout-out to Pat Shermer for not doing something right again. Shermer is on the hot seat, too. Shermer is 100% on the hot seat, and he's going to remain on the hot seat in, until he starts winning games. He's 9... No. He's 7-19 and 19 since coming over to the Giants. 7-19! and 19. That's atrocious. They hired this guy coming off a 3-13 and 13 season because they, they needed to win games, and they were in a win-now type of atmosphere. The Giants were in win-now mode. Since his hire, seven wins, 19 losses. Pat Shermer's offense has no creativity. Every every drive, it seems, incomplete pass on first down. Inside zone run on second down, third and long, and then they punt the ball. How many times are you going to try an inside zone run, Shermer? It wasn't working. All game, it was not working with Saquon Barkley. And you kept trying an inside zone run. Every single drive, it seemed. It was not working. Stop it with the inside zone runs. It wasn't working against this Jets defensive line. This Jets front seven. It's obvious Barkley's hurt. If we're going to be completely honest, it's ob- it, 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 it seems Barkley's hurt. 13 carries, one yard. There's no way a sensational talent like that has just one yard on as just one yard on the game, especially against the Jets' defense. It's obvious he's hurt. And I'm sorry if you're a season ticket holder and you disagree with the idea of shutting him down because you pay good money to go to these games, you want to see the stars. But it's it gets to a point where, what's the point of having him in the games right now? I don't want to hear, oh, they're not mathematically eliminated. They could, there's, still, no, there's not a chance. There is not a chance this team makes the playoffs. They're going to end up with a top five draft pick once again. Top five for the second second out of the last, second time out of the last three years. Top 10 pick for the third year in a row. If, they were, if the season were to end right now, today, they would have the number three overall pick. 
which they've had the, they had the number two overall pick two years ago. They had the number six pick last year. Once again, it is a top five or top ten draft pick. They're not mathematically eliminated. They're they're yeah, they're not mathematically eliminated, but they're not making the playoffs. Shut. I, I, I would consider shutting Barkley down. He. It's obvious he's hurt. It's obvious he's banged up. I think he came back too quick after that high ankle sprain. They're saying week eleven he was back. What week seven? They're saying week eleven or week twelve possibly. He was back week seven. I think he came back too quick. I think he returned to the field too quick. And it's obvious he's banged up. Consider shutting him down. I know, that's tough to say. That's tough to hear. But it's an idea they need to ponder on. How about this offensive line, too? If there's three, I wrote about this this week. If there's three coaches who are who have done a horrible job with this team this year, it's Betcher with the defense, Pat Shermer with the offense, and then Hal Hunter, who is the offensive line coach. Nate Solder goes down with a concussion, right, during the game. So Nate Solder was ruled out of the game. Eric Smith comes over and he takes over at left tackle. Did you know Eric Smith, who's one of the reserve tackles on this team, hasn't taken a, le- a rep at left tackle since he was with the Jets during the preseason? This whole week, he prepared at the jumbo tight end spot, which was what reserve tackle Nick Gates, that was Nick Gates's spot. Nick Gates had to fill in for Mike Remmers, who was out for this past game. So Eric Smith took Gates's reps at the jumbo tight end spot and prepared at that. That's cool. Yeah, prepare for the jumbo tight end spot. If that's what it's going to come down to, prepare him there. But why are you, as an offensive line coach, why are you not preparing your reserve tackles at the left tackle spot? Why aren't you preparing them for, oh, if our left tackle goes down, we need, we're going to need you. Why aren't you preparing for that? Are you just going to, are you just assuming that Nate Solder was immune to injuries? Are you assuming Nate Solder was never going to get hurt? That you didn't feel the need to prep and work your left tackle, work your reserve tackles at the left tackle spot? That is a horrible coaching move. Horrible coaching move. And this offensive, I don't want to hear this offensive line. When you talk about the big picture, I don't want to hear that this offensive line is quote unquote revamped. It's worse than last year. It's worse than last year. They're on pace to allow 54 sacks this year. Last year, they allowed 47 in total. Now they're on pace to... Surpass that number by seven. It's atrocious. This offensive line just looks like they're better because they finally have a quarterback who can move and get outside the pocket and extend plays. So they're bailed out more for their mistakes. With Eli Manning, they make mistakes. He's going down. The offensive line looks bad. Daniel Jones bails this offensive line out. So the offensive line seems like they're better than they have been, than they have been in the past. There are 
they are still very much not a good offensive line at all. And the fact that this offensive line coach didn't prepare, who was... So you're telling me that you knew Nick Gates. If Nick Gates is the... If Nick Gates was prepared at left tackle, let's just say... I don't know if he was, but let's say Nick Gates was prepared at left tackle. He was the second string left tackle. Mike Remmers goes down, is out for this game. Okay, put we're going to put Gates in at right tackle. You don't ponder over the idea of, oh, what if Nate Solder goes down during the game? And you don't say, oh, let's, you know, if that's the case, if that's what's going to happen, if that could happen, let's prep Smith at left tackle because we know Gates is going to play right tackle and he won't be available. But of course, that's not what's done because this coaching staff is so unprepared. They make too many mistakes and they are wasting this group of players season. The reason the Giants are so bad this year is because of the coaching staff. This coaching staff needs to go. But knowing the Giants, they may retain them for one more year. The Giants do that. The media, the fans wanted Tom Coughlin out years before he was actually gone. They wanted Coughlin out a decade before he was actually gone. They wanted him done after the 06 season. They they parted ways with Coughlin after 2015. Granted, they, he won two Super Bowls from 06 to 2015. But the Giants give extra years. That's how it works with the Maras and that organization. So knowing the Giants, they will probably retain this coaching staff one more year. But you never know. My guess is that it's a possibility. It's not impossible that they retain them. But if there's three coaches that have done a bad job this year, it is Pat Shermer with the play calling and the decision making offensively. James Betcher with the defensive schemes and how they don't work. And Hal Hunter, the offensive line coach, not preparing his offensive line, his reserve tackles to play the left tackle spot. I just I don't get that. You knew Gates was going to play right tackle this week because Remmers was banged up. Remmers was doubtful. You knew that there was a huge possibility Gates was playing right tackle. Why not prep Eric Smith at the left tackle spot? Why not prep him at all the whole year? He hasn't had a uh, he's a reserve tackle. He hasn't had a rep at left tackle since he was with the Jets during the preseason. That's absurd. I mean that is. That's one of those things where you see it's on it's inexcusable. It is inexcusable. I don't get it. That that alone, that coaching move alone right there should get this offensive line coach fired. Unbelievable. It's decisions like that that are why the Giants are two and eight. Why they're such a dumpster fire of an organization right now. It is embarrassing. It is embarrassing for this team, for this organization, for these players. The co- the, I, I can't believe some of these coaches' key cards still work in the building. I can't believe it. 
they should be gone. If sh- you know, if they fire Shermer, they fire everybody. Everyone goes. But they should all go. If, if they're not going to do it now, the Giants are going to do it midseason. This isn't Ben McAdoo. But this organization should say goodbye to all these co- this entire coaching staff at the end of the year. After week 17, after they lose to the Eagles week 17, which I know they will because it's a shoe, it's a shoe in victory for the Eagles and Cowboys every time they face this team. After they lose that week seven game, week 17 game to the Eagles to fall to either four and 12, three and 13, maybe two and 14. They only have two winnable games left, Redskins and Dolphins, and who knows with this with the way this team looks right now, who knows if they win any either of them. But when they lose that week 17, 17 game to the Eagles, John Mara has to come down to this locker room and said, Shermer, you're gone. Thanks for the effort. Thanks for trying to help out, but it's over. But it's the Giants, so knowing them, they may give them another year. But all right, that's all we have for today. I told you it would be an abbreviated podcast. Um, I'm your host, Ryan Honey. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Honey E-S-N-Y. That's at Ryan Honey E-S-N-Y. Uh, so we'll be back next week to talk about, you know, do a little bit, some news, the news segment, as well as talk about the upcoming game, the Giants upcoming game against the Chicago Bears. So thank you guys for listening and I'll talk to you next week.